Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We are grateful to have you join us. Thank you for being a part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux from Care to Change. As always, we're so glad you've chosen to spend this time with us. We are in the middle of an extra long real parenting series. And so we have had some incredible guests uh, for the past probably about five weeks or so. And so I want to encourage you if you are just jumping in to go back and look at those topics. We're talking about really relevant parenting topics all month long, uh, the month of October and the month of November. So lots of information. Around this time last year, we invited our listeners to give us feedback and ideas on what you would like us to talk about. And so that is where the topics are coming from all through the month of October and November. So, so glad that you're with us. We're going to continue our conversation. We have another great guest with us, Mariah Veach, who is one of our therapists. If you are a church leader or a faith community leader, you may have seen her at our faith leader roundtables. She's um, an integral part of helping to plan and coordinate and organize those. But uh, she is also a fantastic therapist who sees teens and families. Mariah, thank you for joining us again here on our podcast. Thanks for having me back. So glad that you're here. Mariah, um, before we get started and we talk about today's topic, today's topic is a fun one. So I'm really excited to do this. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about you, your love for teens, because I know today's topic is all about teens. So tell the listeners a little about a little bit about you and your relationship with teens. Yeah. So like you said, I see a lot of teenagers here at Care to Change. Um, I love working with them. It's just, it's such a fun age. Um, But my husband's also the youth and kids director at our church. And so I definitely just get to spend a lot of time with kids and teenagers, um, both at work and at our church as well. And so um, it's just such a big part of our lives right now. And like I said, I just love getting to see them kind of go through, you know, the middle school stage and then into high school. And um, I just love their perspective on life. And so, yeah, I'm super excited to kind of get into today and and talk a little bit more um, about what they have to say. So this is a really great, this is a, a really, really great um, topic. So for those of you listening, what we did was we pulled the teens that each of us had access to, and we asked them a simple question and we didn't give them any prompting. It was just one question. The question was, what do you wish parents knew? And we just collected all of that information. We did see some themes. We saw some individual answers, but today we're going to share with you what those answers are. So these answers are straight from teens. What is it that teens wish their parents knew? And as you can imagine, you know, um, some of them are fun and whimsical. This is the beauty of, of being a teenager. There's so much life and energy and um, they're still in this really great stage of dreaming and thinking really big. The world hasn't necessarily jaded them um, yet the way sometimes we as adults get jaded by life experiences. And so it's fun to hear, but we also know, and Mariah, I'm sure that you can attest to this, that as therapists, we get a lot of parents who call us uh, when their teens are in the 15, 16, 17 year old range. <laughs> they're not quite adults, right? They're not on their own. They're not completely independent. And yet they're very close to adulthood. And so they're making 
adult-like decisions. And so there's some, um, there's a little bit of a tug of war between what is appropriate amounts of independence to give. Um, and it's just this kind of a give and take push and pull kind of relationship. Those, those few years before they launch. And so, um, what is it that, uh, that teenagers are wishing that parents knew? So we ask this question of teens, we ask sports teams and, um, teens on our, on our, um, just really out on social media, anywhere that we had access to teens, we just asked the question and let them answer that. And so we have some really great answers and we're going to go through those today so that you as parents who are listening, um, can hear straight from teenagers and maybe, and I, of course, this is a, a near and dear topic to my heart. I have two teenagers that I'm raising, um, as well. And so I was really interested to hear what other teens would tell me. It's sometimes we can hear it a little bit better coming from other teens. We're not as emotionally invested, right? So we can look at it a little bit more objectively. Um, so these are really fun answers to go over. To set a framework, I, I want to go through a little bit about um, some of the research, what the research says that every child slash youth needs in order to develop um, successfully and to launch. And so there is a, 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 a theory. It's not theory. It's really practical, but it's it's called TheraPlay. Y'all can Google TheraPlay to learn more about it, but it is a research best practice method um, that we can use to help parents and kids grow connected, engage with one another. And so based on TheraPlay, there are four specific criteria or um, things that kids need in order to grow and develop successfully. And so I'm going to go over those four, and then we're going to take what the teenagers told us, and we're going to measure them up against these four to see if um, they stand true, do what the teenagers tell us they need or want parents to know, do they match what research is telling us. Now, Mariah and I already know the answer to this, so I can clue you in. It does match, but it's really interesting that even the teenagers are telling us they need these things. So let me go through those four elements and then we'll get right into what the teenagers are telling us that they want parents to know. Um, the four the four elements, structure, engagement, nurture, and challenge. So let me go through these four. Structure, what is structure? Structure is set, um, it's predictability. It's, this is what we do on on Monday mornings and Tuesday mornings, this is what our weekends look like. This is what our Sunday afternoons look like. You're going to know that there's food here. That you're going to know this is what the schedule is. So structure really is what it sounds like. It's just predictability. And what does predictability tell us? Predictability says I am safe. So kids need, number one, they need structure. They need to know that they are safe and secure. And predictability gives that to them. Engagement. What is engagement? Engagement is... Um, uninterrupted time between youth and parents. So they need to know that the screen isn't in the middle of the relationship. So there are times, obviously, we can text our kids depending on their age, if they have access to phones and that sort of thing. But there are times when you're sitting around the table and are the phones sitting on the table with you around the dinner table distracting you from eye to eye conversation, right? Um, is, is there a TV happening in the background? And so the, the attention is sort of divided. This is undivided attention. 
Um, kids need to know that their parents are giving them undivided attention. The amount is not is not important as much as the quality, right? So you can spend a whole day with someone. And if you didn't have any eye to eye or uninterrupted time, it's it, it's not necessarily a time for really good connection, right? So you're together, but you're not connecting. Engagement tells a child that they are important. He or she is important. Um, so engagement says I am so structure says I am safe. Engagement says I am important. I'm known. I'm a priority in my family's life. The third element is nurture. Nurture is exactly what we would think of it. It's the love. It's the care. It's the grace. It's the concern. It's the here. Let me give you a high five. Let me give you a fist bump. You know, it's the, let me give you a hug when you're hurting, when they're younger and they fall, you scoop them up you know, you help them with their boo-boos, right? So this is nurture. Nurture says to a child, I am loved. It says my needs are going to be met. So as structure says, I'm safe and engagement says I am important. Nurture says I am loved. The first, the fourth element, which is the element that we seem to, to focus on, especially with teenagers as they're growing into young adults, is this element of challenge. And challenge pushes them to the edge of what they're capable of doing and says, you can do a little bit more, right? Um, and so we give our our um, kids opportunities to stretch beyond what's comfortable. And then when they achieve whatever it is that you give to them, the task, it gives them this feeling of ability. I am capable. I can do this. Um, it supports their growth. So when we launch our kids outside of school and outside of the home, it says, oh, I'm able to do hard things. I can do this because I can do hard things. And so obviously age and stage determines what that is. But challenge essentially says I am capable. Kids need to know that they're safe, that they're important, that they're loved, and that they're capable of doing hard things. And what these teenagers are telling us, and we're going to go through this now, really does fit into one of these four categories. They really still want, even though they're becoming young adults, they're making more adult-like decisions, um, they still want and are asking for these four things. Now, what I will say, and Mariah, you can correct me if I'm wrong, what, what we find is that parents are naturally good at maybe one or two of these elements. And a couple of them don't necessarily come easily. So maybe a parent is very good at nurturing and loving, um, but structure is a little bit more difficult. Oh, we can do things a little bit easier. Or someone, a parent might be really good at structure and not necessarily that great at nurturing. And the reality is kids need all four. Um, and so it's for us as parents to work on the ones that we know that uh, maybe don't come natural to us. And there's lots of reasons for that, but that's not the topic of today. So structure, engagement, nurture, challenge. Um, the other thing I will say is in our um, poll of our teenagers, 15 uh, was the youngest age. We did get an 18-year-old. I will say the one 18-year-old uh, who answered is in college already. And so you'll notice a difference even in that person's response, but most of the responses that we got were in the 15, mostly 16, 17 year age range. So that will give you an idea as well. If we ask 13 year olds, it might've come across a little bit differently than an 18 year old. Cause we know that there's a big difference in that age, right? All right. So with that, let's 
jump in. Um, why don't we start with some comments that were made related to what we believe are structure comments? So Mariah, why don't you kick us off with that? Yeah. And I love what you said as far as them needing all of these, because that's something that we found with a lot of these responses is they could fit into any of these four categories. Um, And so we just kind of organized it the best way we thought, but really it's not linear. A lot of these cover a lot of bases. So um, the ones that we thought pointed the most to structure um, this first one, it says that our phones are always the problem and that taking them away isn't always the solution. I love that. Which, yeah, we thought was really interesting, um, but also a pretty good point. Right, right. Because it's so easy because um, especially now kids are so attached to their phones, um, actually literally attached to their phones, not just physically attached <laughs> to them, um, that it's it's an easy go-to. All right, hand over yeah. your phone. Right. And so this team says the phones aren't always the problem and that taking them away isn't always the solution, which even as a parent, like, oh, ouch, there's so much truth in that. Um, yeah. If I want to just encourage our listeners, if you're listening and you're like, no, the phone is definitely a problem in our house. We have done so many um, teens and screens, screens and teens, teens and technology workshops and trainings that I want to encourage you to um, look at our blogs and our website and even our YouTube. Um, we've, we've got them out there, some help, some helpful hints for you related to that. But yeah, our phones aren't always the problem and taking them away isn't always the solution. What else do you have? Um, so then the second one was that we want to be treated like teenagers, not adults with their life together and not a five-year-old who is helpless, just a teenager and not talk to like we're dumb. Mm. Another big one, <laughs> right? Um, we want to be treated like teenagers, not adults with their, it's, this is interesting, right? Cause a lot of teens like I'm counting down the days till I move out or I can't wait till I, get, I move out or I don't need you. I can do it all on my own. The kind of things that come during a heated discussion. Right. But yeah. um, that they want to be treated like teenagers, um, but yeah. not adults, but not five-year-olds. How do you balance between right. I think this one almost makes me think like, what, how do you treat a teenager? Right. Cause it says like not a five-year-old and not an adult. So what is that balance? Right. Right. It's like, uh, okay. So what is the magic? What is the magic answer here? We're going to give you some resources at the end to kind of point you in that direction, but they, they aren't adults. Right. And so we can't expect them to think and rationalize like an adult but they're also not children. And so we, we can't really treat them like kids. So some of the things that would correct and really lean into when they're, you know, five, 10, 11, 12 years old, 12 years old at this age, uh, you know, maybe we got to let some of that go. And so there is this balance between they're not kids, but they're not full-blown adults. So we need to find that balance with them. So good. Um, I think part of that is listening to them too. And like you said, we'll, we'll also give some resources because, you know, they don't always have all the solutions, right? But part of it is listening to them. And so, yeah, I think that's a really interesting one. Yeah, I had this um, situation that just happened actually with my son. Um, he is 16 and so he's driving. He's, he's pretty independent and um, doing really, really, really well. And we had this conversation about, um, driving and, and, um, we were talking and as he was talking with me, 
Um, I was listening to him thinking, I, I really want to correct him right now because as a 16 year old and he's getting excited and he's sharing with me these ideas. I'm like, I just really wanted to go in for the correction. And um, as an adult, you know, I see wisdom and I have life experience that he doesn't have. And so I wanted to really move everything inside of me, just wanted to move into correction and into me providing wisdom. And I knew in that moment, what he was needing was to just be heard and understood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to not, for me, not to say how, but for me to say, wow, right. To his idea, we learned this at a leadership conference that when people bring ideas to not go straight into that, well, how are you going to do that? But to go into, wow, what an idea. And then to ask questions with curiosity. And so mm-hmm. I know parents, you're, you know, you're listening, you have teenagers. It is so hard to know the balance between they do need the wisdom. That's why we're their parents. They also need to be heard. And that kind of goes into our next category, that nurture or that validation. Um, Walk us through some of the comments that they told us that really hit home for this. Yeah. So this first one here, it says that my feelings are valid. Mm. Mm. So simple enough, but sometimes something that's really hard to do, right? Like you said, not necessarily jumping into the practical or the correcting, but just like creating space them to feel like their feelings are valid, even if their feelings need to change or you need to talk through them. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, being a teenager, there's a lot of feelings there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But giving them space to feel it and to listen to them. um, And then you can kind of go into some of that other stuff. So, and really, even as adults, don't we want this? Yeah. This, this teenager, whoever this was, didn't say that they're correct. Mm -hmm. So they're valid. So we may not understand the feeling. We may not feel the same in the same situation. We may not think that that feeling needs to be attached to whatever it is that's causing the feeling, but that's not what they're saying here. They're just saying, let my feelings be valid. And don't we all want our feelings to be valid? So of course our teams are going to want to hear. Yeah. That's a real feeling that you're having. So yeah. 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 Definitely. I love how you said not even necessarily understanding it too. I think that's just a, a huge part of working yeah. with teenagers and um, just loving them through some of the stuff that they're going through is you might not understand it, but it's where a lot of listening and talking to them and just being there and making, creating that space yeah. um, is helpful. Yeah. So, um, okay. Are we ready for the next one? Okay. It says school is so much harder now. Yeah. Again, that it's kind of calling for that validation. That mm-hmm. um, it's so easy for us to go into, well, when I went to school, we didn't have, and we had to, and right. Um, it's, um, and they're saying, Hey, school's hard. School's rough. And we probably only know a fraction of what they're experiencing um, at school today, which is so different yeah. than when we were in school. So many things are so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next one says, not all teenagers are the same. Don't lump us into a group just because we're teenagers. Mm. Yeah. Speaking, asking for individuality there. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of these are, like you said, validation or just like wanting them to understand that they are unique, right? They're their own individual people with their individual experiences. The next one that teenagers do have anxiety. Mm. 
again, it's it's like, we don't have to explain the reason why, and we might live the exact same circumstance and not feel anxiety. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that they don't. Right. And what they're saying is like, Hey, I have anxiety. I feel anxious. And we need to listen to that. We need to hear if they're feeling anxious, we, we need to give them skills. What do you do when you feel anxious? Right. And Mm -hmm. even as adults, our bodies were created to feel anxiety at different levels. And so sometimes we spend so much time trying not to feel it or to numb it out that we're not just addressing what's causing it. And teenagers telling us like, and we see this obviously a lot at care to change, a lot of teenagers Mm -hmm. have anxiety and like part of the battle is just being validated, you know, at home that, yeah, this is a real feeling that I'm having a real issue that I'm experiencing and I need support through it. And even when we don't understand it, realizing they might not also understand it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, cause that's something I know I deal with when I see teenagers here at care to change. Um, some of that is just helping them understand, mm-hmm. you know, being able to identify, yeah, that is anxiety that you're feeling. And then let's dive into why are you feeling that? Like what's going on and then giving some tools. And so, um, I mean, parents or anyone who works with teenagers, just understanding, you might not understand what they're feeling, mm-hmm. but they might not either. Right. Right. And so that's a good opportunity to just kind of sit with them in that, ask them questions, figure it out together. Yeah, absolutely. It's that validation. It's nurture. It's like we're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, school struggles. So yeah. kind of, again, which is school being different and harder and taking space to listen to them. I feel like I keep saying that, but it's right. a huge part of it. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then understanding the wave of emotions we go through every day. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm hearing a theme in this one specifically, you know, yeah. we have feelings. School's hard. We're not all the same. You know, um, we do feel anxiety. We have all kinds of emotions. Like they're saying, give us validation for our emotions. Um, mm-hmm. It's not so simple. And yet it's so easy, you know, as adults, because we have adult brains, adult experience um, to say, Hey, well, if you just tried this, or if you did just, this, <laughs> and, and you know what, we're right. If they did just do those things, but they're asking to be validated. Um, right. Right. Um, we have to know we're heard before we can expect to have any kind of change or movement. So. And that's where, like I said, these kind of like tie into each other because that even makes me think of the one that was saying, treat me like a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, because some of that validation, that's going to look different between adults than it is a five-year-old than it is a teenager. Right. And so finding that way to validate them as a teenager is important. And, you know, and this moves us straight into the next one, engagement, because Mm -hmm. if we're busy providing structure and challenge, um, we can miss the nurture and engagement that they're asking Mm -hmm. of us, right? Um, And so then there's a disconnect, which often causes conflict if we're not fully engaged or providing the nurture that's needed. So let's move into engagement. What are some comments that teenagers told us um, that, that show, yeah, engage with me, interact with me. Um, tell me I'm a priority. Remind me I'm important. Yeah. This first one is so precious. It says, I wish you knew how much you mean to me. Right. Right. Big heart. Oh. Yeah. I know. It's so sweet. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I was surprised. We got a few that were like that. Um, 
but I think that's really telling too because I don't know teenagers kind of have a reputation for being scary Mm. you know like we said no one really knows how to deal with them um, which isn't true that's just you know kind of the reputation is like yeah they're somewhere in between little kids and adults and you know but they just they just want to be heard (laughs) they just have all these big feelings um, and they do care a lot about um, people in their life so but that was super sweet yeah um, this next one says, what kinds of things teenagers like or what's trendy for teenagers? Yeah. That's <laughs> a super fun one. Uh, we, we, we're, we're trying to be trendy. It just doesn't come across that way. What is it they say now? It's, it's not trendy. It's, <laughs> it's cringy. Mom, yeah. wear that. It's cringy, right? Um, or why, why isn't, why can't that be trendy? It's, that's such a fun one. Hey, engage with me. Know what's trendy for us. That's right. really cute. But I think even with that one too, like that can be kind of intimidating because I mean, I am even not like I'm not trendy, right? And I'm like not too far removed from them and they still make fun of me relentlessly, right? Right. Um, but that's part of the fun is like show that you care, right? Like you want to figure out like, what are these new things, the slang, the trends, like tell me about it, right? Like you don't have to be good at it, but just like show an interest in it. Right, right. And they'll probably make fun of you. Right. And that's fine. (laughs) It's okay, right? If as long as there's a difference between making fun and being disrespectful, but you can have fun with trends. You know, I don't know of a single generation whose parents didn't tell their child that whatever the trend was, was ridiculous. So why would today's be any different? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most fun ones with this one is slang too. Yeah. And like oh. I said, I, <laughs> my husband's a youth director. And so um, he has a lot of fun with this too. Like he will um, hear the kids saying things, you know, and like ask what it means. Like we have to ask now or Google it. Uh-huh. Um, but he'll ask and then intentionally misuse it. Yes. And it always like makes them so mad, but it's the best time to like, they're, they're mad, but they're laughing about it. So oh, yeah, <laughs> this is a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. The next one kind of goes along with the first one that we said in this one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says that most teenagers worry about their guardians and we care a great deal about them, even if it seems like we live on our phones. Mm. So I think the acknowledgement of the phone, but saying we still yeah. We still care. Yeah. Right. But that shows like they know about like the stereotype with their phones too. Yeah, they do. Which is interesting. So um, the next one, also technology based, uh, says he wished I knew how to work the TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, we wish we knew how to work that TV. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I'd say that's a fun one too. Um, but also just, yeah, understanding what's important to them, what's part of their world. Okay. The next one, it says we actually do have a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, that validation kind of can go to nurture, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love the next one so much. It says, I love that you always encourage us to ask why some kids get in trouble for asking why. I don't think all parents understand that we aren't trying to be disrespectful. We are honestly just curious. Yeah. You know, we put them into these groups at school and in learning environments, um, and we want to teach them critical thinking. But then when they ask us questions, we feel offended and like our authority has been questioned. And don't get me wrong, sometimes it is, right? 
Um, but they are, <laughs> but they are curious and it's fun to nurture that curiosity. Um, so I love that this, that this teenager specifically says, I love that you always encourage us to ask why mm-hmm. that was, that's a neat, neat response. Um, that wasn't my teenager who said that, by the way, <laughs> that was a different teenager answering their parent who asked them. So, yeah, so good. And I think there's so much space in that too, mm-hmm. um, to teach them how to ask why. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of teenagers might be trying to ask why, but it doesn't always come across that way. And like you said, it can come across like, um, challenging. And Mm. so I think it sounds like this one, like they're encouraged to ask why. So it's, that's been a regular conversation. And so I think that's important too. You know, and if you're a parent and you say no, when they ask questions, it feels disrespectful. It's okay to ask Mm -hmm. that question. Are you asking that to be curious? Or are you asking that disrespectfully? Because if it's disrespect, we need to, we need to address that. Right. Um, but if you're truly curious, then let's get some answers. Right. So, right. so the next one, sometimes there's nothing wrong with us, but continuing to ask makes something actually wrong. Right. Right. And it kind of goes along with the next one. Teens wish parents knew how um, to better communicate and listen. Like, Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with this, but if you keep asking and we, we hear this from parents a lot, like the elusive, how was your day? Fine. How was your day? Fine. Tell me about, Oh, why are you asking? Why, why are you asking me a hundred times? <laughs> you know, there's so, there's so much of that out there. And, um, but you know what, sometimes they're really, they just trying to figure things out. There isn't anything wrong and to just mm-hmm. respect their space, you know, that they just, want some space. Um, and we can respect them and give that to them. Parents or teens wish their parents knew how to better communicate and listen. And that just goes along with it. It's just like, are you asking me to listen, to hear you? Or are you asking me to listen, to give you advice, right? Just simply asking the question, are you wanting me to give you what I think you should do? Or are you just wanting me to hear you and tell you what you're feeling is like totally normal and I get it. I get the feeling. I've felt those things before period. Not, Oh yeah. yeah. I those wind. Da, 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 right. Um, and the whole point of this, again, all of these last few, it's really engagement. It's creating the space to hear them and to know them as teens. And we love our kids, right? If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you love your kids. It's because you want to connect with them. You want to, if you're at this point listening in the podcast, you know, like pat yourself on the back. We're all doing the best that we can. And you love your kids. These are just ways to just sometimes it's just good to get reminders. Right. So let's yeah. move to the challenge uh, because I, it seems like we spend a lot of time with teens in the challenge era, right? They're in the teens are in the challenge era um, because they're trying to figure themselves out and it is something that they need. And what teenagers can handle in terms of challenge is very different than what a 10 year old or a three-year-old can handle, um, with challenge. And so, um, tell, walk through some of these with us. Yeah. So (laughs) one said, why would I want my parents to know anything? Right. Um, (laughs) Independent. Yeah. Which was funny, but also, yeah, there's, I mean, good point. Yeah. It's part of that communication and Yeah. yeah. I and then the next I, one, I can't remember who that was that said that. I don't know who yeah. that was. You're the one saying, why would I want my parents to know anything? Please reach out to us. I'm going to have a conversation. I want to know what that was more. I want to ask more about that. I'm so curious. Right. And even if that was kind of as a joke, I think it does point to the fact that these aren't linear. Right. And so like mm. you need all the other things too. 
because yeah. if you don't have that nurture and engagement, yeah, like, yeah, why would they want to talk to their parents? Right? That's so true. So true. And so, yeah, still a good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next one says that we aren't trying to do all the things parents fear. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes right into the next one that they should let us make our own mistakes. It's kind of like, we're not out there trying to be quote bad. We're just trying to make our own mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, and everything you think I'm going to do or everything that you did as a, as a teen, isn't necessarily what I'm interested in doing. And that's hard. Cause again, that's that tug of war, like when to let the rope loose a little bit, you know, when to let the birdie fly out of the nest. Um, a little bit and when not to, and that kind of goes into the next one too. Tell us what the next one is. Yeah. It says our life is not the same as yours was growing up, how growing up in modern time is different than how they were growing up. An example of like when I was a kid or when I went to high school, like they don't want to hear those. (laughs) Yeah. 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 When the, you know, it's like they're, they're saying to us essentially what the next one says, when to let me be right. It's like, Mm -hmm. This is all a cry for independence. Um, our life isn't the same. Let us make mistakes. We're not out there doing what you think we're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. And what's that? And go ahead and tell the next one because this all kind of goes together. Yeah, it says it's not a big deal that we don't tell our parents everything. Parents act like everything needs to be discussed and shared, and it's just not that deep. They mm-hmm. aren't cutting the parents out. They are just doing life and don't feel like parents need to be in the mix constantly. Yeah. It's like, give us space. It's like a cry for space. Um, And that the next one says, I'm a fully developed human. And that, that one is the one that I would say, actually, no, you're, you're biologically not fully developed, Um, but we get the point, right? Um, The point is to treat you like you're wanting that independence. And so these, these, and this challenge is really just saying, we want space. We want independence. We want to be able to make some mistakes. And again, as a parent, we have to monitor when they're, when it's a safety issue, right? Like I can't Mm -hmm. make that mistake. That's my job as a parent to protect. And other times it's like, well, what's okay. If they do that, there are natural consequences if it becomes a mistake. So, all right. So it's that, it's that give and take, it's that balance. And um, again, the overall theme is we, we want the structure, um, but we want that independence as well. We want to know that we're safe, but we want to know that we're trusted and that we can do hard things. Um, and at right. the same time, they, they want us to, to validate what their experience is and what their life is. And so, uh, just really, I think when we talk about applying this, cause we really want our podcast to show practical solutions for positive change. It, you've, I've heard you say this a couple of times, Mariah. Number one is this isn't a linear process, structure, engagement, challenge, nurture. It's not like you do one and then you do the next and then you do the next. But what we do know in human relationships is people don't, people don't receive wisdom if they, if they don't know first that they're important and that their feelings are valid. Um, and people that um, don't know that they're important, have a difficult time accepting challenge and um, really succeeding. And so there, it's not linear and it's all needed. And that can feel a little bit overwhelming as a parent. Um, but what I would say is like, just pick one, pick, pick the one that, um, you know, you're not naturally inclined to, and, and, um, you know, we're, we're going to put in the show notes, a resource, the five love languages of kids you know, find out, be students of your kids, you know, what, 
is it that's meaningful to them and meet them where they are, um, really just meet them where they are. Um, it, again, it just, it requires all four, um, being consistent, showing up, letting them ask the questions, listening, finding ways to help meet their needs, just really, um, understanding that their brains aren't fully developed. So walking them journey <laughs> them in this, um, what other, what other little tips, practical tips would you give to parents from what you've seen, Mariah? Yeah. I mean, I think you made a good point earlier when you said, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. you are, yeah. you care about your kids, right? You're already trying. And so, um, I think knowing that all of these things go together and like you said, just pick focusing on the one that's maybe harder. And a lot of it really is listening to your kid, taking it with a grain of salt, right? Because like you said, their brains are still developing. They need you to walk with them through this. Mm -hmm. Um, but do that with them, right? Like listen to what they have to say and then maybe talk through it. If you know, their perspective does need some correcting, um, but validate them through that process too, and teach them how to do that. Teach them to have those skills. I'm, I'm, remembering a comment that a, that a teen said to me, and this has been years ago that I have, it has stuck with me the whole time. And we didn't hear it in this many words when we did this poll, but uh, this did come from a teenager and, and um, was said, um, I wish my parents would listen to hear me and not to react or respond. It's like just to be heard. And again, I, I don't know that this is a teenager thing. I think this is a human, human thing. Yeah. <laughs> want to be heard. Um, and so if you want to be heard and validated, why wouldn't a teenager want the same thing? You know, we want to give that. So what resources would you recommend to, to parents that are listening or to guardians that are listening, grandparents that are listening? What, what resources would you offer? Yeah. Um, so you mentioned five love languages of teenagers. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we also have another podcast about how to engage with teens like we said, that's, that's important. Just kind of entering into their world. So that's another great resource. That one actually uh, has a teenager on it. So we got yeah. a guest, so that's good. Which is good to hear directly from them, which is why I liked what we did too, with getting their answers. Yeah. Um, it's always good to just hear from them and then parenting from the inside out. Um, it's another good book. We'll link, um, parenting through the ages, another good resource too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's more to this. I, obviously there are thousands and thousands of parenting and teen books and um, articles and all kinds of podcasts that you can get. This is just one of the many resources. We'll, we'll link those in our show notes, but I think the point is in, in this kids need them all. We want to hear them. Teenagers, if you're listening to this, Thank you for giving us your answers and thank you for using your voice in this. We hear you. We see you. Um, what I would say too, is if you're struggling, whether you're a teen listening or you're a parent and you're struggling with your teen, or if you as uh, a parent know that you and your teen are struggling together, um, send your teen in, come in with your teen or you come in, right? So we're really here to walk this journey with you. And there's no two families that are the same. And so there's not a prescriptive process. There's no such thing as a do these five things and everything will be well because every every person is different. Every parent is different. We know that it fits into this category, but these, these categories of structure, nurture, engagement challenge, but we also know how to do that varies, right? Because everyone is different. The point is if you're struggling, 
um, reach out. You don't have to struggle by yourself. And if you're, if your teenager is struggling and you're like, maybe I should have them talk to someone, giving them a safe space is always advisable. It doesn't have to be care to change as long as it's a place that you trust, um, a person that you trust. That's what's most important in this. So give us a call. Um, we will continue our parenting, uh, real parenting uh, series next week. We're going to continue talking about um, questions we get from parents. So this was things we hear from teens. Next week, it's questions we get from parents. And that's sort of a uh, popcorn sort of quick question and answer that we're going to do with one of our therapists. So if you're a parent, um, you want to tune into that one as well. And we'll continue our, our series for the month of November. So Mariah, thank you for joining us. Um, if you, if you have a teenager, I, I would recommend them seeing Mariah, um, anytime she's fantastic. Um, so Mariah, thanks for joining us and bringing your, bringing your experience to our podcast again. Appreciate you. Thanks April. Um, all right, you guys, um, enough for today. Join us again next week. Watch our show notes for the resources and until we see you again. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in today's episode. You can follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. If you have any questions from this episode or would like to hear more, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at caretochange.org. We hope you found this episode helpful and invite you to join us for more of our podcast conversations.